What's up? What's going on? It's Super Dave back at it again with the PA Politicare Revolution Podcast. And man, I do apologize. It's been a long time, man. It's been a long time since I've been out here, man. I, I'm starting to feel like I forgot how to do a podcast. I'm, 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 I'm double checking everything, rechecking. I'm acting like I don't know what the computer look like. I'm acting like I don't know what this Rodecaster Pro is supposed to do. I'm acting like this is my first time on the microphone, not actually seeing, not actually knowing how it works. But we back at it again. And and just like I always do, I try to bring y'all what's going on with the with the PA political scene, man. And right now, it's gonna be a good one. It's another doozy, right? Hey, this again is, you know, it's like father like son again, right? This time we're gonna bring you the ethics violations of Brandon Barty, right? Now, now, see, I keep telling you a lot of these politicians do things that's unethical, you know, criminals sometimes, right? And fortunately, this time, the ethics violation has proven that in this case, right? <clears throat> now, we're going to go ahead and jump jump right into what's going on with uh, Barty and the ethics violation Back when he ran for the justice of the peace, remember he had all these people supporting him, the Bates, the um, the um, Shane Senegas, all these people, the previous guy, you know, he 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 has a, he should have like an open case out right there with his um issue, um, Mark Deron, yeah, the previous justice of the peace, right? So let's go ahead. Go ahead and pull up this doggone joint right now, cause it should be up. Yeah, okay. We're going to go ahead and pull this up so everybody can goddamn see what's going on, right? Boom, here it is. Te- Texas Ethics Commission. In the manner of Brandon Sherrod Barty responding before the Texas Ethics Commissions, right? Final order, recital. The Texas Ethics Commissions held a preliminary review hearing on February 15, 2023, to consider, just, what, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, right, to cons- uh, to consider sworn complaint in SC32, blah, 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 blah. A quorum of the commission was present. The respondent received legally sufficient notice of the hearing but did not appear at the hearing. The commission proceeded with the hearing in the respondent's absence and found credible evidence of violations of section da-da-da and da-da-da a of the election code section blah 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 of the government government code and section blah 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 of the ethics commission rules the commission voted to issue this final order now the allegations right the allegations filed on July 13 2022 the sworn <laughs> excuse me, my bad my bad the sworn complaint alleged that is a candidate for Jefferson County Justice of the Peace, Precinct 2, in November 8 of 2022 election, the respondent, one, made a public announcement of a definite intent to run for Justice of the Peace without having appointed a campaign treasurer, 
a violation of section blah, blah, blah of the election code, accepting an in-kind campaign contribution in the form of campaign signs on July 8th, 2022, without a campaign treasurer appointment in effect, in violation of section blah, 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 A of the election code, and three, made an authorized a campaign expenditure for campaign flyers before his campaign treasurer appointment was in effect in violation of section da 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 a of the election code the commission also considered whether the respondent failed to respond to written questions propounded by the ethics commission in violation of another section of the governmental code section blah 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 and the ethics commission rules so not only did he violate the original three things that they were originally accused him of, right? But he also, when he failed to respond to written questions by the, the ethics commission, he violated another governmental code, right? So there's another thing that he violated, right? And you'll see later on through the end, him not respecting the process, right? It's probably the main thing that got him fined, but you'll see that later on in the uh, the deal, right? Now we go to findings of fact and uh, conclusion of law. Credible evidence available in the commission supports the following following find of fact and conclusion of law. One respondent was an unsuccessful writing in Canada just just of the peace precinct two November eight of the law. Failure to to timely file a campaign treasure appointment. July 8th, right, the respondent made a public announcement on the steps of the Jefferson County Courthouse declaring his intent to run as a write-in candidate for Justice of the Peace. However, the Jefferson County Clerk's Office had no campaign treasurer appointment on file for the respondent at the time he made his announcement. In result to this complaint, the respondent admitted that he had not filed his campaign treasurer appointment before his announcement. According to the respondent, his failure to timely file was due to a misunderstanding of the law. He mistakenly believed, okay, now, he doesn't understand campaign law. When he's been campaigning for so long, right? At one time, he was one of the youngest guys campaigning for the 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 uh the school board or some crap a while back. So all of this he didn't learn how to properly run for office, but he'd been running. But he wants to be your justice of the peace where he was gonna make decisions on the law. People let that sink in. So he mistakenly believed that a candidate was not required to file a campaign treasure appointment until he or she started accepting campaign contributions or making campaign expenditures. With his response, the respondent provided a filing confirmation printout of the Jefferson County Clerk Office showing that he filed his campaign treasure appointment on July 12, 2022. Commission staff also performed a search on the Jefferson County Clerk's online records database and confirmed that the respondent filed his campaign treasure appointment on July 12, 2022. Each candidate and each political committee shall appoint a campaign treasurer according to Texas Election Code, blah, 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 blah. You know, give you a definition of a candidate right here. Credible evidence shows that the respondent publicly announced on July 8th, 2022, 
his intent to run for a justice of the peace, thereby becoming a candidate as defined by the section blah, 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 I1E uh, of the election code. Credible evidence further shows that the respondent did not file his campaign treasurer appointment until July 12th, four days after his announcement. Therefore, there is credible evidence that the respondent violated the campaign treasurer filing requirements under section 252.001 of the election code. Failure to file a campaign treasurer appointment prior to accepting campaign contributions and or making campaign expenditures. <clears throat> During the respondent's campaign announcement on July the 8th, 2022, campaign signs stating elected elect Brandon Bartee for Justice of the Peace 2, right and Cannon were displayed at the event. Additionally, on July 12th, 2022, the respondent distributed flyers supporting his campaign at Strong Tower Church of Port Arthur. Uh-oh, that's going to be the crime scene, Strong Tower Church. Uh-oh, uh-oh. The flyer stated in, per, uh, in the pertinent part, elect Brandon Bartee for Justice of the Peace. Precinct 2, political ad for the uh, paid for by the committee to elect Brandon Bartee for JP. Jeffrey Lewis, campaign treasurer. Chris Bates, campaign manager. Now, you have all these supports of these long-time running political cats. Chris Bates. You have a tre uh, what, tr campaign treasurer, Mr. Lewis. And and you also have supporter Shane, the, the hog, the pack, all these people, right? They steadily did not give you the proper, well, you should have known this on your own, but your pack, your buddies, they didn't give you the proper instructions on what to do. Now, see, people, you have to understand, this is who you was going to have as your justice of the peace. Somebody that's mentally not prepared for this, right? If they can't follow election law, what makes you think you want them to be over you in the law? Dealing with the law over you. They can't follow campaign things that they've done already. It's just like his father. Just like his father violating different stuff. So with him, with, with, with Boyd T. Jr. not able to follow this, how can he actually do something more for this follow the actual law and presiding in people cases? Man, that's crazy. This stuff doesn't, it's, this stuff writes itself. In his written response, the respondent denied that he paid for the he paid for the campaign signs, even though they had paid for by the Bartee thing, right? Uh, and stated that they were purchased. Well, that, I mean the flyers, never mind. In his written response, the respondent denied that he paid for the campaign signs and stated that they were purchased by a friend as a surprise for the announcement without the respondent's knowledge. Additionally, the respondent said if he had purchased or authorized the purchase of the campaign signs, he was included political advertising disclosure statement which the signs did not contain. The response, oh, here we go. When I get to a green, you're coming up to a lie or inconsistency, right? The respondent also denied that his distribution of the campaign flyers violated the election code because they were distributed approximately five hours after he filed his campaign treasurer appointment. To confirm the time of his filing, the respondent referred to the filing confirmation printout from the Jefferson County Clerk's Office showing 
that this campaign treasure point was filed on July 12, 2022 at uh, 2.02 p.m. After receiving the respondent's response, Commissioner Staff contacted the respondent, respondent's Barty, by phone to obtain further details regarding the campaign signs and flyer. During that conversation, the respondent stated that he asked the friend who purchased the signs to collect them from the attendees when the respondent realized the signs did not contain a political advertising disclosure statement. However, by that point, photographers had already taken photographs of the announcement with the signs in the background. The respondent also stated he was unaware of the campaign flyers existed until after they had been distributed. However, the respondent indicated that he knew who purchased the flyers. So another contradiction right here, right? Based on the phone call with the respondent, the commission staff asked if the respondent could provide documentation showing how much the campaign flyers cost. Staff also informed the, the respondent that his statements regarding the distribution of the campaign flyers contradicted his written response. Specifically, the respondent indicated in his indicated in his written response that he distributed the flyers right at Strong Towers, whereas on the phone he denied knowledge of the flyers prior to their distribution. Therefore, staff requested that the respondent also provide written clarification regards who purchased the flyers and when the respondent became aware of them. The respondent, all, the respondent stated that he would provide the request information, but he did not do so. So he had a contradiction. The people at the commission said, hold on, what the hell are you telling me two different things? Brother, hey, get me a written clarification. Let's do this again. Tell me exactly what happened. Okay, I'm going to do that. But he didn't do so. Now, a candidate may not knowingly accept the campaign contribution or make an authorized campaign expenditure at the time with the with the and care appointment for the candidates not in effect. You know them flyers, right? You know, you can't hey, it could be expenditure or you know, campaign contribution, something like that. So you can't do all of that without the treasure appointment. Remember the treasure appointment was at what uh the July twelfth. Okay. Gives you distribution contribution, blah, 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 goods, money, services, all this, loan, blah, blah, blah. Campaign contribution, I give you the ex, uh, explanation, yeah, and, uh, and the explanation of that expenditure. Gave you explanation of that campaign expenditure. Gives you campaign, gives you definitions of those things, right? The campaign signs at issue expressly state elect Brandon Boyd T. Void Justice of the Peace Precinct 2 and were distributed at the respondent's campaign announcement on July the 8th, 2022. Thus, the signs were intended to, be, tend, intended to be used in conjunction with the respondent's campaign. Additionally, the respondent was aware of the signs once they were distributed to the attendees, but he did not request that the signs be removed at the event, but allowed them to be displayed. Furthermore, the respondent did not file his campaign treasure appointment until July 12, 2022. <clears throat> Therefore, there is credible evidence by accepting the signs, the respondent accepted a campaign contribution 
at the time when this campaign treasure point was not in effect. The violation of section blah, 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 blah of the election code, right? So his announcement was on the uh, July 8th. He had accepted the signs with his campaign contribution before he had his treasure, which was on July 12th. That's how he violated that, right? The July 12th flyers expressly supported the respondents' campaign and were distributed for that um, for that purpose. Hold on, let's, uh, oh, the disclosure statement on the flyers also showed that the respondents' campaign paid for the flyers. Now we're going from the flyers. Now this was the this up here was the signs at his little breakout convention or whatever, right? Now these the fly at the, at the steps. These are signs at the steps. Now down here in the green is the flyers at Strong Tower. The July 12, flyer, the, the July 12, twenty twenty two flyers expressly supported supported the respondents campaign and were distributed for that purpose. The disclosure statement on the flyer also shows that the respondent campaign paid for the flyers. Additionally, the respondent only denied that he distributed the flyers before the filing campaign appointment, not that the flyers were purchased prior to the filing. Therefore, there is credible evidence that the respondent violated Section 253.031A of the Election Code by making a campaign expenditure at the time when this campaign treasure appointment was not in effect. So this, he he received an expenditure. He made an expenditure. He bought campaign stuff before he had a treasure. This, he received a campaign contribution, right, the gift of those signs at his uh breakout event on the on the steps of the of the courthouse. So one on the eighth, he received the campaign he received the campaign contribution with free signs. Now he made an expenditure purchase before the actual um before his actual um um campaign treasury in effect. Now failure to respond to written questions. July thirteenth 2022, the commission received sworn complaint number da-da-da. That same day, commission staff contacted the respondent by phone and verified his contact information, including his email address. The respondent then provided a signed waiver, allowing the commission to send him notices and other communications by email. So, they was able to send him information by email and not only just through the um, the mail system. So, you know, they let him a, well, he, he lets them know, hey, I'm going to be looking through the email to get these. So, boom, the email is another way they can go get it to him. You know, so a lot of people using the email versus the mail. So, it's just another communication form so he can get the information so he'll be notified. In an effort to further investigate the facts surrounding the creation and distribution of the campaign signs and flyers, Commission staff emailed written questions and requests for production of documents to the respondents on November 16, 2022. Based on the delivery date of the recovery request, the respondent was required to respond to the written request by December 12, 2022. And the request for the production of documents by December 16, 2022. Texas admin code, blah, 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 the respondent did not respond to the commission, the commission's written request or its request for production of documents. On December 21st, 2022, 
Commission staff called the respondent to check on the status of his discovery responses. Since, since the respondent did not answer, the commission staff left the voicemail asking him, hey, contact the commission. Commission staff made a follow-up phone call on December 22, 2022, and left another voicemail for the respondent. Commission staff also sent the respondent an email on December 22, 2022, stating that its response to the discovery request were late and asking when its responses will be submitted. The respondent never submitted to this email. Now, during the preliminary review, the commission staff may submit the complaint or respondent's written question reasonably intended to lead to discovery matter. They just say they can, they can, they can do it. They can ask the questions. A complainant, a complainant or respondent must respond to written questions not later than 15 business days after receiving the written notice, the written questions. The executive director may grant an extension of the time period for a good cause shown. As of the date of this final order, the respondent has not responded to the commission discovery request despite receiving multiple notices, nor has he requested an extension to respond. Therefore, there is credible evidence that the respondent has violated Section 571.1242F of the Government Code and 12.83A of the Exit Commission Rules. The preliminary review hearing was held in person by and by video teleconferences on February 15, the day after Valentine's, 2023, at the State Capital Extension Room E. 014 in Austin, Texas. The respondent failed to appear at the hearing, either in person or remotely. Each written letter will be sent out to the challenge. Repeating complaint in that way. If a respondent fails to appear uh, to appear at a hearing, the commission may proceed in the respondent's absence and may find credible evidence of the violation alleged in the complaint and may issue a final order imposing a civil penalty. On um, July 13, 2022, the respondent provided the commission with the sign waiver line for all com commission notices be sent to him by email. On December 30, 2022, the commission sent a notice by uh, February 15, 2023, preliminary review hearing, and the respondent by the email to the address provided in the respondent, respondent sign waiver. The commission also sent a copy of this notice by USPS delivery confirmation to the mailing address previously verified by the respondent. United States Post Office confirmed delivery of the mail notice on January 13, 2023, but later returned the notice as returned to Cessner in insufficient address and able to forward. The notice stated that the hearing would be held on February 15 at a certain time, the state capitol, room da-da-da, Notice for the state the respondent could participate in the hearing by either appearing physically or by video teleconference. So he didn't have to go there at all. So he didn't have to go there at all. He could have just did it through the video conference. USPS record confirmed the second notice were delivered on January 17, 2023, but the notice was later returned to the commission mark returned to sender. Not deliverable 
as address unable to forward. However, on January um, 12, 2023, the respondent confirmed receipt of the email notices. Notice, the commission finds respondent received legally sufficient notice of the February 15, 2023 preliminary review hearing in this case. The commission proceeded in the respondent's absence and issued a final order in accordance with Section uh, 12.23 of the ex-commission rule by failing to appear at the preliminary review hearing. The respondent forfeited his right to further proceedings before commission in this manner. This final order is a final and complete resolution of the complaint before the commission, except for the issue of collection of civil penalty. The commission finds credible evidence of violations of section 252.001 and 253.031A of the election code, section yada, 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 F of the government code and section blah, blah, blah of the ethics, ethics commission rules. Sanction. They could sanction more than 5,000. Sanction. Although violations in this case are technical in nature and the respondent has no history of previous violations, a civil penalty is warranted based on the respondent's lack of good faith and cooperation. During the preliminary review of this case, let me go ahead and say that again. The, a civil penalty is warranted based on the respondent's lack of good faith and cooperation during the civil during the preliminary review of this case. To start, the respondent has not responded to dis, to the discovery request commission staff propounded on November 16, 2022. Nor has he responded to any phone calls or emails regarding these requests since they were sent. Had the respondent provided a response to the discovery, commission staff could have identified an appropriate resolution for this case. Furthermore, the respondent has not been honest. He basically lied. He lied. The furthermore, the respondent has not been honest and forthcoming with the commission staff. The political advertising disclosure statement on the fly shows that the flies were a campaign expenditure made by the respondent's campaign. However, over the phone, the respondent did not only deny that he paid for the flies, but stated that he's unaware of their existence until after they were distributed. This statement not only contradicts the disclosure statement on the flies, but the respondent's own written statements in which he admits to distributing the flies himself. So he does not remember what he he's doing. He he just told him he distributed his, his, the flies himself at Strong Tower. But he act like he doesn't he doesn't he didn't know anything about them until they just came up. Boom. They just flies just came out of thin air with his campaign stuff all on there. 
But they're supposed to be your justice of the peace. He wants to run for your justice of the peace. Now, we all are clowns for goddamn electing them as a doggone school board. Now, you wonder why the school board has problems, but let me go ahead on and finish. I don't want to go on that tangent. Tangent, let me start on, let me finish this one. The respondent was given the opportunity to clarify these inconsistencies for the commission, but failed to do so. He got stumbled up and he couldn't say nothing. Well, he got stumbled up and said, forget it. Once he got caught in his lie, he failed to clarify his lie. Look, he didn't even try. He didn't even try to come up with another lie. He just said, man, flip it, I give up. I ain't talking to y'all no more. Therefore, the commission orders that the respondent pay the commission within 30 days of the date of this letter, this order, a civil penalty in the amount of $2,500, $2,500. If the respondent does not pay the $2,500 civil penalty within 30 days of the date of this order, then the matter of the collection of the civil penalty will be referred to the office of the Attorney General of Texas. Yes, sir, there you have it. There you have it, people. This is why you need to get these crooks out of here. You got to understand the people that's running for office. You have straight puppets. They can't do anything without the support of all these people like the Chris Bates, the Machine Senegals. They are mindless puppets. They are mindless scarecrows. They cannot think. They have to put a cord in their back to have a move. They're just like puppets. You put your hand right under their skirts or pants and you just control all the actions. If, the, if a person cannot understand campaign rules, campaign ethics, hell, they've been violating them so long, they just don't give a damn half the time, right? And this is what you have to do as a citizen. Make these crooked politicians be honest. Make them honest. So many times we see the lie, hear the lie, and obey the lie. You know, so... We have, to, we have to keep these people straight, file on their behinds, file all these different ethics commissions and whatnot. Now I'm waiting on to see what the uh, Mark DeRuins want for supporting them on that day. So look, politics, we have a whole lot of crazy crap going on, people. And it's up to me and you to go ahead and make sure we clean this out, right? And now you understand why the 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 um, the school board is corrupt. You see why we're failing, right? You see why we have all these doggone problems, right? And you see why we can't get rid of this doggone um, uh, portery, uh, whatever it is. I, I can't think it's out of commission. I know it ain't the commissioner, but you know the superintendent, right? You see why we can't get rid? We have all these. Non, we have all these clowns in this in, in in the school district. We got a guy in college. We elected a guy in college. He doesn't have time to be in the school district, but he in college. 
being Miss America, Mr. Miss America. We have all of these young folks that don't have a clue. We have a boy T that doesn't have a clue. When he gets jumbled up, he gets frustrated. And instead of fighting to try to clear his name, he quits. We have boy T as a quitter, right? If he quits on himself for this justice of the peace job, he will certainly quit some quit on you as on these kids. And and look, people, we are in a dire situation at school, man. We in a dire situation at school in in this in this goddamn city. Like father, like son, we should be fatigued to boy T, and you would be a fool if you support anybody that these boy T's are pushing. Let me say that again. You would be a fool if you support anybody these boy T's are pushing because look right here. They cannot follow the law. If they cannot follow the, follow the law on running a campaign, his dad has been running a campaign forever. He's been running a justice of peace, not like his dad don't know how this goes. Boy T, you can't say that he don't know how this goes. He's been running for school district forever. Now I jumped into the, the JP race where his dad used to be the JP. He got ethics violations, judicial ethics violations. The son has ethics violations. Like father, like son, both of them are some ethic violations, son of a guns. People, this is what you get. You will constantly get screwed if you do not wake up, pay attention, and look out there. If you supporting the crook, you a fool if you think you're going to get justice from a crook. And that's it, and that's all I have to say. Thank you. Like, share this um, podcast. And again, it's Super Dave with the PA, Political Revolution Podcast. Until another time, take it easy. Peace.